Welcome back to Radio Arizona RV. This is Eric Stark doing episode number 32. Today's episode is going to be about pluggable technologies. Pluggable makes some really cool little devices, adapters for USB and Bluetooth for computers, Macs, iPhones, iPads, Android devices. Nice stuff. Um, But before we get into that, I just want to let everybody know the next episode, number 33, is going to be about the V10 engine rebuild that I did recently. And it came about because of the spark plug problems with the V10s and them popping out of the cylinder heads and ruining the threads. So I took mine a step further because of the miles and rather than just do a spark plug repair, I actually took the engine out and had it rebuilt and just show everybody with kind of the details as pretty cool project. Um, it was in a van, so it wasn't for the faint of heart, although a truck wouldn't be much easier, except you don't have to take the front end apart, but there's a lot of V 10s out there in motorhomes. So I just want to talk about that next week or excuse me, next episode weekly would be a great goal. If I could do these things weekly, that would be awesome. So that would be a nice goal. I'm going to set that as a goal. So anyway, Again, this is Radio Arizona RV, and also a reminder to check out ArizonaRVPartCenter.com. That's our website where we sell RV parts and accessories, and also where I have been adding pages for each podcast that I do that requires one, and Pluggable definitely requires one. So on the left-hand side of our website, down towards the bottom, there's a link that says Helpful RV Articles, and if you scroll down, there's one that says Pluggable click on that link and it'll pretty much cover everything I'm talking about today in this episode. And this is something new. I've talked about this in the last episode that I want to implement and start building on that. So as we add new products or come up with great products like these that we're not going to carry, but pluggable does, they sell them on their website because I use these and I really think they're great products. I wanted to build a page for this to promote it. These guys deserve any business they can get because they make an awesome product. And so that's what I'm doing on the website. And I've done it for water heaters, pluggable, carefree awnings, Dometic awnings. There's some power gear stuff, rubber roof maintenance, and the list is going to grow. In fact, I'm going to be doing one for Solera awnings as well. Solera is made by Lippert and that'll be up there pretty soon as well. So even the Ford project may or may not be on there, but the Lippert Solera awnings definitely will. So this is Eric Stark again with Radio Arizona RV. And that was just a plug for Arizona RV Part Center. Check it out. You know, we do sell everything on our website that, well, I shouldn't say everything. The RV related items we do sell on our website. And of course, I'm going to talk about them on the show here. And because we don't do any advertising on our podcast, you know, on the website itself, I got to plug our own products. You know, that's how I make a living. I think that's obvious. Everybody can appreciate that. We have to earn a living somehow. So anyway, um, back to the pluggable technologies. The first item I want to talk about, well, them in general, you know, these guys, they, you got to go to their website. You really have to see all the different products they have. There's no way I could cover it in a podcast. It would take hours to do. But looking at their website, it's a nice website. It's divided up by product. Um, And so you can just scroll down the page and see everything they have. 
and what it does. There's brief descriptions. And of course, like any other website, you click on the link and it takes you in and you get the product details and they have videos that show how things work. You know, they show it working. So they have a really nice website. It's simple. It's easy to navigate. And of course you can certainly buy on their website and their prices on their items are very well priced. You know, I, I can't complain. I've bought several things or many things and I can't complain at all. And they're easy to use, but getting back to what I use, I use some of their stuff at home in my home office or studio. And I use stuff at my business. I have a brick and more mortar RV retail store, as many of you know, located in Welton, Arizona. And so one of the items that I use, it's the USB 3.0 seven port adapter that, and also a USB 3.0 4k HDMI adapter. These two things allow me to run multiple monitors on one computer. For example, my laptop, which is sitting to my left, obviously you can't see that, but it has its monitor that's built in plus two additional monitors. And both of those monitors are hooked up to the pluggable USB seven port adapter with the HDMI adapter, enabling it to plug in, you know, for $75, I'm able to add another monitor to the computer. And then I can just additionally add from there. So you can buy the seven port adapter one time, and then you buy additional HDMI adapters for each additional monitor you want to hook up up to seven. Now for an RV, you're not going to have seven monitors. You might not have three. You might just need an extra one. And some laptops have an HDMI port on it where you wouldn't need this. But what's cool about this USB adapter, seven port adapter, is you can plug USB devices in it as well. So you can run a monitor plus six other USB devices or charge something, have USB uh, memory sticks in it. So it's a pretty cool deal. And for RVs being compact, tight on space, these things don't take up a lot of space. You can shove them behind a bookcase, you know, in the stereo cabinet out of the way. They're easy to set up, easy to use. And it's not just these items. And I know for an RV, most RVers aren't into the technology to the point where they want multiple monitors. But if you're traveling, maybe you're doing a blog, maybe you're doing a podcast, maybe you are cataloging pictures you really want the extra monitor because a second monitor is awesome three monitors is great four or five or more monitors i don't know how effective that would be but two monitors is awesome and it helps you to do that and you can get small compact monitor these days but if you want to have a third monitor a fourth monitor you could do that as well but it's not just adding monitors you know they make this um cool little keyboard. They have a full size one and a compact one. And I have the full size one and this thing folds up, you know, it's uh, three ways, two flaps on the side, fold in. You have to look at their website to fully understand it. The thing is robust. It's stout. Um, you know, I don't treat my keyboards like they're fragile. You know, they're, you're made for typing and typing and typing. And that's what I do. And this compact one, you can fold it up, unfold it. It doesn't wear out. It's not going to break. You can tell when the power goes off, when you fold the right side in, the LED light goes off or it comes on if you fold it out. So you know if it's consuming power or not. It's rechargeable. You just plug it in with a USB cable that it comes with into a USB charger. And it's charging while you're using it or charging it while you're sleeping or away. 
and then it lasts for weeks. And like I said, the one I have, I use quite a bit and I use it primarily on my iPad or iPhone. I do not like using those little keypads that come with them, you know, that pop up when you open up an ad and want an app and want to start typing. Absolutely hate them. So I use it for everything I can. And the case that it comes in folds up and becomes a, uh, a stand for your iPad or your Android device. So it's really two in one. You get an iPad, or I mean a keyboard. You don't get an iPad. You get a keyboard and then a case that folds up to support your iPad or your Android device. And then, you know, if you're listening right now, my voice is kind of raspy. I've been sick on and off for two months now. And even though my voice is a little bad, I decided to do this episode. So I'm sorry about that. Bear with me here. It comes and goes. It's the end of the day. I'm tired. It's been a long week, but I wanted to get this episode done. Um, I really am excited about the pluggable stuff, even though I've been using them for quite some time. It's been on the back of my mind. And as I've bought some new things and acquired some new devices, I really wanted to share this. But you know, something just popped into my mind before we get further into the pluggable. Earlier this week, and this is for all our viewers out there that have an awning on a, on a motorhome. A customer shared with me and Carl, he's my faithful assistant when we're out doing installs. He has an A&E 9000 awning. So the 9000 is a manual with a metal weather shield and acrylic fabric. And as he opened or as he is driving down the road, he got in some heavy winds. The awning unrolled on him while he was driving. He pulls off to the side of the road and he tries to get out the entrance door, but he couldn't because the metal cover was hanging over the top of the door and he didn't have enough strength. He's an older guy. Didn't have enough strength to open the door. So he couldn't push it open and he literally had to climb out his driver's window. That's what he did to get out of his RV. And that's crazy. You know, getting out of an RV, climbing through a window. I mean, to me, you're just going to break an ankle, split your head open or something. Well, he got out unscathed amazingly enough, but he is a skinny little guy. So I can see crawling through the window. is not a big deal. Me, I'd have to just break the window out. I'm a little bit bigger. So be a little more messy and expensive, but after thinking about it, Carl and I were talking about it, how, you know, it could be pretty dangerous and scary. You know, if you're stuck in the RV with your husband and wife or your spouse and you know, you, you feel you can't get out. And so the solution I came up with is get a broom or something with a longer handle, open the door as much as you can and push that metal cover up. You won't have to cut the fabric or doing like that because the fabric could still be in good shape. But just as a safety tip, this just popped in my mind and I wanted to share it. Just push the cover up with something to get it up off the door. It'll be heavy. They are, they aren't light, especially the older ones. But if you can push that cover up, open up the door enough to squeeze out and you probably won't damage the door. You won't damage the awning and everybody's safe. So I just wanted to share that that's off my mind. Now I can move on back to pluggable. Now, the other cool thing besides being compact, like the keyboard and they, like I said, they have the smaller size one, which would be probably more useful for the RV And I noticed that a lot of RVers that I come across do like they, I shouldn't say like they do use their iPad or the Android device and they use the keyboard on it but I can see the typing's not as efficient if they had a keyboard and that's where these come in. So as an RV or think about the space you have, where you do your 
computing and what would make it easier? You know, sometimes just building a little table or setting aside a spot or a fold up table could make it easier. But if you don't have that luxury or you're doing it outside under your awning, like a lot of um, winter visitors do here, they live outside underneath their awning. So having a little keyboard out there with their iPad or their Android device would just be awesome. They could certainly be more efficient at what they do and probably like doing more on a computer or a, or a tablet. And for RVers, you know, the, the computers, that's the technology that everybody's using and they're using it or you're using it. And so it's awesome. So pluggable, their website is really cool because it's going to get your mind thinking, Hey, I could use that. I could use this. In fact, I was looking at it, um, a couple days ago and now there's a couple more things on there that I didn't see before. I don't know if they're new or if I just didn't know, notice them, but, um, I'm going to be making a purchase pretty quick here for a uh, hard drive dock for one thing. And maybe they're USB speakers. Um, they're pretty cool. But before I get into that, another little item they have, and you know, what's so cool is this one is a pluggable power station. That's what it's called. And by the way, everything I'm talking about is on our website, which I mentioned Arizona RV parts center, but this power supply, it plugs into a regular outlet in your wall. So in an RV, it's, it would be even handier because it has a three foot cord. So you could plug it in behind, let's say a cabinet or a sofa, maybe not an inconvenient place to reach a plug, but once it's plugged in, you just leave it plugged in and you have a three foot cord. So you could set it on a counter, a table, maybe in, in your entertainment center area. If you have it set up outside where you have power, you can plug in, you know, a table, maybe with a, a blender on it and a fan, something else you can plug in there and just leave it. And you can plug in two other 110 volt devices into it. But what makes it sweet is it has three USB ports on the front of it for charging. So you can plug in a phone, a tablet, or two phones and a tablet, two tablets, a phone, ever how you want to mix it up. And let's face it, today we're getting more and more things that plug in and charge. I know I have a camcorder. I have a regular camera. I have my PayPal credit card processor that I use out in the field. I have two iPads, an iPhone. My wife has iPad iPhones. And so it's an endless thing battle trying to keep all this charge and plug it in and keeping it neat and tidy. I'm, I like everything kind of organized. I don't like wires and cables everywhere and I don't like chargers everywhere. So this is really nice. And especially because you can get rid of that wall wart, you know, that big thing that your cable plugs into that plugs into the wall. So that big old clunky box at the end is gone now because you're just using the USB cable to plug in. So it's actually cleaner, simpler, and you can just leave the cables plugged into it. So if you have iPad or iPhone, just leave it plugged in. You don't have to unplug the cable. Just leave those there. Then all you do is plug in your device into it and start charging. And as I was opening the box that these came in, um, this is what makes this you know, talking about this stuff really worthwhile because a customer is standing in the store. His name is Sam and Sam is a, a pretty smart guy. He knows what he's doing. He likes RV and everything about his RV is thought out. He's, you know, very conscientious him and his wife, both. So he saw me open it and asked what it was. We were talking about it and he asked about the website and said he was going to buy one. And I, I really wasn't sure if he was or not. I was hoping he was going to, but I talked to him a few days later when he came back into the store and he actually bought four of them. 
And I thought that's nice because he really thought it through. These things are cool. And he put them several different places in his RV. And I don't know if he bought one for someone else, but I know he bought at least two or three for his RV just for convenience. And they're, they're that inexpensive. These things aren't really expensive. It's, it's surprising how cheap they are actually. You know, I was in a store the other day and I saw something similar to this, but not like it. It didn't have the same functionality and it was actually more money. So it says something about plug pluggable. They're keeping their prices down to make this stuff affordable and where you buy more than just one thing. And I could go on forever about all their products, but the last thing I'm really going to get in depth about is, is a four port USB hub that we actually use at our store. I have a computer that's hard to reach. You can't get to the USB ports on the back. It has one on the front and all we use it for is a cash register. So I'm not going to put a heavy investment in this, but I needed to plug in some other devices. So I got a four port USB hub from them and this thing's awesome. It plugged right in the computer. It actually swivels as well. So if you need to move it in a certain direction, want it facing a certain way, get it out of the way of something. It does that back to picture on my website and their website shows how it works with a, a, uh, with a USB thumb drive plugged into it. And also with an adapter that plugs into it, that, um, pluggable makes it with, uh, you could plug a SD card into or a micro card or a microchip card, whatever you want to call it, the small little SD cards. But also with that, I needed a USB, um, adapter because the computer I have where I'm using this doesn't have USB and I wanted to hook up a USB receipt printer. So I got a pluggable, um, USB or excuse me, a Bluetooth adapter from pluggable. I wanted to plug in a Bluetooth adapter. I think I said that wrong. I think I called it a USB adapter, but it's a Bluetooth adapter and it plugged right in the computer. I mean, the receipt printer connected to it, bam, printing receipts. And what was even cooler is just for playing around that I turned on my iPad and connected to that receipt printer. And that has nothing to do with this because it doesn't connect to the computer. Boy, my bad went on the wrong course there. Just so, you know, just my mind is running. Like I said earlier, I'm exhausted. It's been a long week. So as we kind of come to the the conclusion here of pluggable, I think I've made the point, probably driven the point home, um, maybe a little harder than I needed to, but really check out their website. You, you just need to do this. They have cool stuff. And as I mentioned a minute ago, a couple of things that I'm kind of eyeballing are the hard drive docs and what they are is for a a secondary hard drive for your computer so you can do backups or use it for storage, whatever you want to do with it. And what's nice is they just sit on a, a table, a desk, wherever you want to put it, and they plug into your computer via USB. And then you can buy a hard drive from any computer supply store that sells hard drives. And you don't have to have, it's not a fancy box that it's in. It's not something that, uh, you're paying for a lot of money for something that's pretty that sits on a shelf you can't see, but you just take a hard drive and plug it right into it. And if you look at their website, this will make sense to you. And that's what's nice is you can just take that hard drive out if you wanted to and store it someplace. Maybe you're leaving. You don't want it sitting out because it has 10,000 pictures on it that you don't want to lose. So you could actually take that hard drive and store it someplace. And you know, like I said, this thing's portable. You can take it around with you, go from your home to your RV. 
and it's just easy to use um, hard drive dock. And I know a lot of people, RVers included, business owners, don't do backups, don't keep copies of pictures, but I highly recommend doing it. If you use an online backup system service, you definitely want to have a secondary backup system. I learned the hard way by trusting a very large online company for backing up my computer. And it was a disaster and not to mention a disaster. It took days and days for the backup to actually restore itself. Maybe that was the service I was using, but from that point forward, never going back to it. Everything's going to be on local hard drives where I have access and control over it. But with that being said, I also use Dropbox for storing all of my documents in it. And Dropbox is pretty nice. If you're not familiar with it, go to dropbox.com. There's also a link on our website for that next to the hard drive doc image and information. <clears throat> now, finally, the last thing are the Bluetooth powered speakers that I talked about earlier. Now, a lot of you are thinking Bluetooth powered speakers. What's that? Well, powered means they plug into 110 volts. And they're not gigantic. You know, they're desktop type speakers or bookshelf speakers as they're often called. Sometimes they're called monitor speakers. Now these things are sweet because you could definitely listen to radio Arizona RV on them, but you can also listen to your favorite music. And because they're Bluetooth, you can connect any Bluetooth device to them. So if you have Bluetooth on your computer and you want some really nice sounding speakers, these would be the way to go because they connect with Bluetooth, but being plugged in all the time, you don't have to charge them. You just turn them on and off and that's it. And there's two of them and they get hooked together, but only one speaker has to plug in. The other speaker is passive as they say, and you just run a speaker wire from the main one that plugs into the wall to the secondary one that you, that uh, would be, let's say the left side. And that's it. You have two speakers that sound awesome. And they're not expensive. They're like $130, I believe. I'm not looking at their website. I'm going off memory. And these things are pretty cool. So for an RVer, you could have them in the RV anywhere you wanted. You could have them outside. And I think outside, if you're outside for the weekend, or like I said, in Arizona in the wintertime, you have all the people here, all the winter visitors, and they're out underneath their awnings. They, they live outdoors. And so you could just set them outside and leave them you know, cause you're under the awning, they're protected. And so whenever you want music, just turn on your iPad, Android device, and bam, there you go. Or even your laptop, ever how you, or everywhere you get your music from, or your internet connection, you know, if it goes to your laptop or iPad, um, it doesn't matter. You'll be able to connect. And the reason why I say this is because they're compact. So they're easy to store in an RV. So if you didn't want to take them in and out of the RV, when you get home, you know, you can just leave them in the RV. You could put them in a, a storage compartment or a cabinet someplace. They're not gigantic. It'd be like storing two toasters. Isn't that big of a deal? They come with a remote, so you don't have to be right on it managing. You know, you can be, you know, feet away, um, turning up the volume, turning them on and off. They're just ideal for an RV. I mean, I think some of the stuff's ideal no matter what. Everybody should have these on their desk at home when they're listening to music on their computer or watching Netflix. I mean, these things sound awesome. And they have a video on their website that shows how good they sound and how easy they are to hook up. So check it out. And you can't go wrong with pluggable. Everything they have has a warranty. You can contact them through customer service. They have a support page on their website. They get back to you right away. 
I've, I've sent in questions and I've got the answers that I've, that I've needed, not what I wanted to hear in some cases, but what I needed to hear. So I didn't buy the wrong product or try to do the wrong thing. And their stuff is not complex. Just plug it in and use it. It's pretty brainless. You don't have to be a techie, a uh, computer geek to figure out how to use it. Anybody can plug it in and make their products work. So now this is one of my more long winded episodes. I think I wasn't timing it, but I'm sure it's over 20 minutes, maybe 25, maybe 30. And I'm going to go to a different format where I'm going to do longer podcasts. Now, um, I'm going to shoot for 30 minutes. Like I said, I didn't time this. I started out timing it. Then I lost track, but I was trying out a new microphone and that didn't work. And well, it worked, but not the way I wanted. So I was fiddling around with technology a little bit here and I went back to my old faithful microphone, a Heil PR 40, I think is what it is. That's the, the go-to mic that all podcasters want to have. So I, so I didn't keep total track, but we'll see. But anyway, what I, what I was saying though, is I'm going to go to a 30 minute format and I'm going to break it up into maybe two different topics today. I went long winded on pluggable, but I'm going to try to break it up in the future. If not, it won't be evenly. It'll be, you know, maybe a shorter segment on whatever it might be versus a longer or short and long. I think you get the picture. Just trying to make them a little bit longer, not so short. And I feel rushed when they're shorter. Like I just got to say everything in five minutes and be done. And I know I talk fast and I talk faster when I'm trying to get a lot of information put out there. So be patient with me. Um, this is a work in progress. I'm not getting paid by a gigantic radio station to do this. I'm doing it because I want to help. I want to help you, the RVer, and the do-it-yourselfer. And every RVer should be a do-it-yourselfer. And learning how can save you time, money, energy, and headache when you can do something yourself. So I want to close the episode now. Again, I, as a reminder, this is Radio Arizona RV. Check out our radio, our, our radio, our website, RadioArizonaRV.com where all the episodes are at. And of course there's information about what I'm talking about and links to Arizona RV part center, where there's even more in-depth information in many cases. So I want to, again, want to thank you for listening and can check back for the next episode. Like I said, it's going to be about the Ford V10 and the spark plug problems and what I did to resolve mine, uh, hopefully on a permanently basis. Thank you.